Hello friends, it's your old pal Kane Porkchop Daniel. I've got to issue a mea culpa on this one. We had some problems with uh, our guest microphone, um, which kind of feels unfortunate because it sounds like we're suppressing our female guest. It's just for about the first 10 minutes, but I thought it was worth noting. But uh, I promise to do better. Uh, I love you, I never want to hurt you, and I love you forever. And uh, so here's Gremlins. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers revisit a classic or cult film with a guest who has just watched it for the first time. My name is Mike Cairns, I'm joined by Kane Daniel. Hey, how's it going? Seb Godfrey. Hey, how are you? And our very first guest, Stanislava Pinchuk. Hey. Welcome. Thanks Welcome. for having me. So, today's film, the classic Gremlins. Here's a little synopsis. Kidnapped from its home, a captive mogwai must survive late-night force-feeding, water allergies, and having to hang out with a captor with the acting range of a potato. Will he and his family of lovable green-skinned brethren escape the human overlords? Let's watch. We've all seen it, except... Stanislava. So, Stanny, what did you think? I feel like I wavered between being angry at watching a children's film and being terrified about it. Is it a film for children? I guess that's the weird thing about it is, is I mean, I was watching it and who is this pitch to? Because it is kind of legitimately horrifying, but it cuts the shape of a children's film in a lot of ways. In iTunes, it is ranked, like it's, it's categorized as horror. Yeah. I th- between Gremlins and uh, I think Temple of Doom, it actually created a whole new uh, the classification. PG-13, 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 yeah. yeah. Because cause it's, this isn't a PG film. I mean, the original Christopher Columbus's original script had uh, Billy's mum being decapitated and the dog eaten. So the dog was going to be eaten <laughs> and then Billy's mum was going to go upstairs and then she gets her head cut off and then they throw her head down the stairs and Billy finds her head, it rolls to his feet. Whoa. And that was in the original script. <laughs> so it was, I don't know if it was ever meant to be a kid's film, but then it was probably yep. the studio that went, you know, let's let's make this uh, a, a tentpole Christmas movie, but it came out in the middle of summer, so go figure there as well. Yeah. But Yeah. I don't think I don't know if it was ever meant to be a kids' film, but maybe it, it was sort of angled that way in the marketing. Or something. Well, I mean that that that's that's one thing that occurred to me. I every time what did I write? It was very very smart. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> if I do I say so much, like the Spielbergs and the Columbuses and the Joe Dantes and stuff. It's the it's the pornography of eternal adolescence. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like all of these dudes, they're they're man children, and and like this is them making an adult movie. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? totally. Like, like they're, they're, they're weird, stunted right. little, you know, like boomer uh, man children. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? Yeah. I guess Spielberg grew up to one degree or another. But Just as an aside, I remember hearing an interview with Christopher Columbus, and the reason that this movie got made was that Steven Spielberg was walking out of his office, and Gremlins was on, like, the script was on the top of the pile that was sitting on his secretary's desk. And he picked it up. He was like, Gremlins, that sounds good. Mm. And read it. And Christopher Columbus, a career is made. So <laughs> just by purely out of, just just by chance. Yeah, I don't think it was ever written as a film either. I think Christopher Columbus wrote this as a, a, a writing exercise. 
to, to it is, just it see. It is certainly that. He was like throwing <laughs> shit at the wall, just see what it'd stick. And then it finally uh, made its way to into Steven Spielberg's hands. And he's like, "This is the most original thing I've read in years. Let's yeah, let's make this thing." Yep. But yeah, is it original? I mean, isn't it just Always an episode then. of the Twilight Zone with like cartoonish? Yeah. With a cartoonish overlay. Is anything in Hollywood original? I don't know. But yeah, it is kind of, um, yeah. The whole, where's the whole gremlin thing? I mean, the whole idea of gremlins, as we think of it as, uh, you know, we, we go back to this film being the, the origins of gremlins. But gremlins, uh, as an idea, as themselves, have been, they're like, I don't know. But what didn't, but didn't that drunky guy explain it? Like, it wasn't it oh, a World yeah, War yeah. II thing? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah, Air yeah. Force, that that like gremlins got into. Yeah, yeah. And that was the reason for plane failures and stuff like that. Which is legit. There yeah. are actually a lot of um, because humans go through incredible sensory deprivation um, in high altitude. Um, there were actually a lot of World War II reports of gremlins on the sides of planes from soldiers. Which hmm. again, there was that. There's a Twilight Twilight Zone yeah, with John Lithgow, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and movie. and as we were discussing, before, and a Simpsons there was a Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did any of you all, like read that thing where? Uh, I mean, this is kind of discursive, but uh, that Temple of Doom is so dark because both Spielberg and Lucas were going through divorces at the time. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that and apparently that neither of them are proud of it. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Because I mean, it is a huge yeah, kind of change far. between. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I was do you think he's proud of Gremlins? Uh, Joe Dante. Well, I mean, I think Joe Dante sits off to the side of all these things, right? Because they know both. What I mean? Yeah, they both came out at the same time, right? They were like, yeah. um, they like that was Gremlins and uh, and Temple of Doom, but it was the same year. I think it was the same year. Yeah. And um, they were two, but they were both Spielberg pictures, and they're kind of pitted against each other studio to studio i don't know if were they two they were two different studios right well I think. kathleen kennedy was producer on it as well so yeah. that's uh she, who's star wars and yeah. dreamworks and everything so. yeah she runs hollywood now yeah yeah but I, I've, I always think of joe dante as like off to the side like he's he's aligned with your chris columbus's and your spielberg's and your luke's like he's part of that sort of cadre of people that like made it huge in Hollywood at the time but he's always struck me as kind of like he's sort of he's a Roger Corman of the bunch I mean didn't he do a lot of Roger Corman movies and stuff like like there's always something kind of a little bit wryer and kind of like a little more not misanthropic but kind of like uh He's always seen more sarcastic. Than, yeah, well, he's, he's the, also definitely that manchild thing that you were talking about before. He definitely never grew up. All the like the stories that he tells, even his later films like uh, Small Soldiers, which is a very good film. I actually like that. I really <laughs> like that film. That's a whole other. Topic. I saw it in cinema. It's great. It's a really good film. Um, GI Joe's coming to life. Sure, it's great. Um, but also made one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, another Spielberg production, Inner Space. Uh, yes, which, oh, I just I like his. Seen. Yeah, like his. His way of storytelling. Did he direct Dante's Peak? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah, let's be honest, Gremlins was Dante's Peak. Yep. Uh, it was all downhill from there. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so, um, Stanislava, this is, you know, your first uh, exposure to said film. What are your just general, general thoughts? I think like, it's just, my first Steven Spielberg film, I'm going to yeah. say it. Um, it's very bizarre. I watched it very self-defensively at first because, you know, when you have, um, when you're a woman that wears all black and you see these villains that have like a hook nose and a strong eyebrow and they're like, for the viewers at home, guess what I look like? And they're always in an urban space and yelling at animals and in a rush. 
I do watch it really self-defensively. I did see you kick a dog on the way home the other day, so. It's not true. I also didn't know there was a difference between Furbies and Gremlins. Uh, well, yeah. that's, I thought I it was that, the same thing. I mean, Is there a lawsuit? Um, a Mogwai has to have been the, you know, the... the Catalyst, sort of for the catalyst for a Furby. For sure. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe like Spielberg didn't know the difference either. Yeah. The kid, when he's telling telling the dad, when he basically steals it from the shop uh, after he's Kidnaps, trying to sell his yeah. bullshit little mm. bathroom buddy, why that shop would even want to buy those bathroom buddies is a whole other question. But um, when he's when the kid's telling him the rules, why didn't he tell him what could actually happen if he breaks the rules? Because that's probably more important than the rules themselves. Like he yeah. just gives him the rules and then... And he goes on his merry way. Sure, storytelling aside. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the kid doesn't give a shit either. Actually, the kid doesn't give a shit. Here's a question for a children's film. I feel like the only moral of the story was like about American imperialism. Mm. Yeah. That last scene is crushing. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you meant to take away from this film? <laughs> what happens at the end again? Maybe, maybe I did fall asleep before the end. <laughs> um, it's when the... Um, uh, the uh, old Asian gentleman comes and takes it back and says that you're not oh, right. ready yeah, for yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. ready for this. No, that makes sense. And yeah. he's and like, "Here's what all you Americans do wrong. Yeah. And this is how you fucked up the world." Yeah, and you know what? Like on kind of a similar note, what doesn't play well in 2017 is like the bumblefuck dad who who can't oh do anything God. and he's just adored by the wife. It's like, hey, I mean, an aside on the aside. How does that guy afford a house? Oh, man. <laughs> they were talking about being poor, but they had five eggs for dinner. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, I mean, that's pornography as well, isn't it? Like happy families and, you know. Yeah, it's all summed up pretty well in Stranger Things in that, you know, the dad in that's pretty amazing. Just the most useless character of all time. Uh, the, 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 the son the, of one, yeah. uh, the father of one of the kids, yeah. yeah, who just sits in the lounger or he's whatever. Amazing. Yeah. Won't even he's get up to and his wife's super horny for yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> okay. um, totally. But yeah, no, like it's t- yeah, it's like everyone has a great house, you know, in that in that film and in that you know in America, that town, right? Yeah, American in cinema, town, they USA. amazing houses. Yeah, like what the fuck does Kevin McAllister's dad do? Is he a drug dealer? Yeah, they all have massive houses. How's he? How can he afford to take like fifteen oh people God, to 15 Paris for pe- three days? And like this was before, you know, when he goes to Paris for three days anyway. But yeah. also, this was before the airline wars. So flying in like the early nineties was crazy expensive. Mm. So it wasn't like you He's know. Definitely Wait, a drug what are you dealer. Talking about? We're talking about Home Alone. Again. Oh, oh sorry. That. Yeah, sorry. We, we should Guys, probably get back onto the movie. Behind that Iron Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because Gremlins also had tractor accident. <laughs> I connect. connect. (laughs) I like gremlins because it sounds like kremlins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear! I think that there's also a class element in like the uh, the mean old lady uh, Uh, at at the bank and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've also written down. That she seems like super horny for that dog. Oh yeah, man, totally. he's like, I want that dog. I want that dog. <laughs> she means he got that dog. Yeah, he wants to put it in her tumble dryer and put it on, put the heat on high. She's yeah. a mean bitch. Yeah, she, she's something else. She definitely. She plays does a get part. a good comeuppance. I was happy with that. I, I, I you know, because I hadn't she seen does. that movie in a long time, and that that scene is still very clear in my mind of her getting just <laughs> catapulted out of the house. Yeah. yeah. Can I also say? Judge Reinhold does one thing, oh. but he does it so well. Yeah. I wrote here, I judge Reinhold a fun screen presence. 
And, but he's always, and he was playing against type as well because he's generally the, you know, the, yeah. the goofy, lovable dude. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. first times at Richmond, I was before this. Yeah, yeah just yeah, before. Definitely. Yeah. Baby Gates also. Oh. Yeah, she almost didn't get cast because of uh, oh, right. showing her assets yep. on screen. Yeah, uh, almost didn't get cast in Gremlins because she's meant to be this like, you know, little small town, uh, perfect girl next door, perfect yep. kind of thing. But her her last big outing is a very iconic booby one. Yep. That's that's so funny because I guess in my head I, I I didn't think about it particularly, but I I I yeah, which also I, has Judge Reinhold Run, thought... in it as well. well that's why uh, I brought yeah, it on. jerking yeah. off in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how how PG is Gremlins? Like they're okay with sawn off shotguns. They're like not ahead of like beating on women either. Yeah, 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 totally. Like Gremlins have like very little scruples. Yeah, they yeah, do. they're just pure id. Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that. The whole sequence in the cinema is pretty joyous, and yeah. that. that that one shot of the gremlin with the two popcorn bags on his ears. It <laughs> yeah. is just, I noticed it that just as well. stuck in my head. It's so funny. Like, it was stuck in my head when I was a kid and I saw it. You know when the science teacher gets stabbed with yep. the syringe? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why, but this really stuck with me is that when I was a kid, I was watching on TV. It doesn't look as good. And I interpreted that as like a little like sword or dagger that the gremlin had crafted because on the TV, <laughs> it didn't read as just him putting the syringe back in him. Mm. For some reason, that just terrified me that, that they were crafting <laughs> their own weapons. But then I was, like, but then I was watching it, and then they have like Spike has like a tiny little crossbow at the end. It's yeah. like but he's there at the and tiny gun and stuff. So I mean, they obviously play elastic with the truth, but yeah. or, or mm. the the scale or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. There was something about the idea that that gremlin made a knife that killed me. Yeah, yeah. And the effects are generally pretty great. Like I don't know. Like it. I mean, you can obviously tell that they're yeah. puppets. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah. why it could never get made. Like that's why I think they could couldn't re- reboot it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just there's something about the pre CGI, the the there's real world. Textural about them, yeah, yeah. totally. The puppeting. Uh, oh, the, so textural, like that final scene where the final gremlins in the um, kind of botanical oh, sort of fountain. Oh, and he comes out of the fountain, and yeah. the water and the light hits him, and yeah, that's awesome. clearly they're just melting orange cheese on him. Yeah, mm. it's so good. But then, and also that last shot, and I think it's just like a reverse shot of when he sort of like. Bounces up for that last sort of, you know, the, the final breath and then just sort of crunches back into the ground. It's such a great shot. Yeah, that, that really stuck in It looks in, awesome. Yeah, that, that stuck in my head because I really did. I, I had no sense for how they did that. It does no, look not, incredible. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know how they did that. One. I didn't, well, look, it was, didn't it was, look that up. It was, you know. Stan Winston. Oh, it was yeah. Jim Henson. No, no. Stan Winston. Stan Winston. Yeah. 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 yeah and he kind of made his name. With this to some degree, right? Did he? Uh, I think before he was in sort of. Didn't Stan, Stan Winston did? He was predator before this. Predator? No, 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 no. Sorry, that's eighty-seven. Scrap that. Scrap I thought that. Stan Winston did Alien. Anyway, uh, no, he did. he did. He did. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. So Always he's been around since then. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess, um, sort of thinking. You know, I, I hadn't seen this movie in 20, 25 years, and it certainly does not. Um, hold up to what I remember it as. I don't know. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think it does. I just, think it's. I just can't get over Zach Galligan and just he just tears that movie down well, for me. You know he was <sighs> the, he was meant to be the the hero 
of the of the film. So he was meant to be the one that opens the curtain and and then kills the kills Spike, Spike right? Stripe, Stripe. Um, and but they're like, I think at the eleventh hour, they're like, let's just get a shot of the of Gizmo opening the curtain and killing him instead, and we'll yep. just see which one. And then as they're putting it together, they're like, you know what, this guy, I think he's a little bit, he's a bit of a wet paper he's bag. A bit shit. <laughs> let's, he's a bit shit. Let's make, uh, let's make little Gizmo the hero. Yeah. So they, and, yeah. and I mean, I reckon they would have sold a few Gizmo toys uh, uh, around one. that time. I've got one at home. There you go. Yeah. There you go. From when so, I was a kid, I just done. I vomited on it a few times. <laughs> Been through the wash. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is there anyone? Have we got any more thoughts on on Gremlins? Um, okay. Anything couple. in that little black notebook? Um, it's a, a small thing, but I thought it was interesting that Phoebe Cates and uh, Bumblefuck were they were young adults, not teens. Mm. Yeah, I found no, that interesting because I feel like he's working at the bank. movie now. Yeah. they're teens. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like they were yeah. in a bar and stuff. I, I don't mm. know. There was, there was just something about that that. Why she, we're on the bar thing? Mm. Why is she in there serving them drinks in the oh. first place? <laughs> and he works at the <laughs> bank. Yeah. It took me ages to figure out they were also high school students. Yeah, yeah. But she's work, are, are so she not, works. They're not high school students. students. They're not. No. I don't think so. Because and she wouldn't be able to serve alcohol, so they'd have to be at least twenty-one. And why? But this is this is what I'm saying. So it they feels go like back to the teams, high school, right? But because he knows, like I think adults. he just because he knows the science teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it is a really weird person to go to when you discover a new species. Yeah. And the high school science teacher. Yeah, yeah. that's the back to Stranger Things yeah. thing, and they do yeah. Yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I, mean, I reckon that tracks. It's like a small midwestern town yeah. or whatever. Like, well, there's not going to be any scientists or whatever. In the that. age is funny though. Like, but they they play up to them being younger than they actually are all throughout the film as well. Like, he's got he's got a uh, uh, like a what are they called? A stocking, Christmas stocking, hanging over the mm. fire. And inside the Christmas stocking, his Christmas stocking, is a little toy robot. And he's, what, 25? Yeah. But he's such a cool cat, so that would he's be cool. A, he's oh, a ding anyway. I mean, It wasn't Stan Winston. Was it? it wasn't Stan Winston. No, it was Stan Winston on Gremlins 2, I think. I'm looking it up. It's Chris Wallace. Oh. Yeah, one thing we haven't covered on is the voices of uh, the Gremlins themselves. So Gizmo is voiced by Howie Mandel, uh, also known as the host of America's Deal or No Deal. Yep. Um, which is amazing, and, uh, and Michael Winslow and Stripe is Michael Winslow, which is great. Well, the, 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 a lot so of the, the other guy, ones were so Police to, Academy. To explain to um, Stanislava <laughs> the the uh, you know the, the Police Academy joke about the guy going uh-huh. that's the that's Michael Winslow. Um, so yeah, there was there was plenty of uh, plenty of little voices in there that I it was heard. pretty dope. Did you see that clip of him? It was like some YouTube video of him doing the sound of like 50 different typewriters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing about and 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 it's, you know, it's it sounds amazing. It's like, oh, it's like an Olivetti and this one's a, you know, Remington and oh, yep. great. But then it occurs to me I was watching this like I don't know what these typewriters sound like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> am, I, am I being am I being hoodwinked here? Am I being impressed for no reason? Like I go, go. Yeah. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't Tom know. Hanks will have a lawsuit against him. <laughs> Sorry, voices. Yeah. Maybe that's what he did with Gizmo because it just sounds like whale songs to me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Kane, what what your your sort of uh, you know uh, watching it as a youngin and then rewatching it now? What's your what's your vibe? Uh, I don't have any. I mean, 
was so long ago I saw it. I just remember being really terrified of mm. it, for sure. And that's really my only memory of it as a kid. I remember the, uh, what is it, Mrs. Deagle, who oh, um, yeah. zooms Good up name. the sc- Good stairs. Good name. And Deagle. I, I, that, that, that lodged into my memory as well as the, the that woman died. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah, totally. it's kind of heavy. <laughs> yeah. She just... It's really shot out the window. It's <laughs> yeah, an amazing scene. Yeah. And she's definitively dead. Yeah, yeah definitely. seems... But it's satisfying. <laughs> yeah. It's so she satisfying. She's such a bitch. Yeah. It wasn't even her dog. Yeah. No. I'm so horny for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I, have, I had another point, again, with, like, the boomer eternal adolescence thing. I think that this is why the gremlins are the way that they are. You know, which is, again, they're, they're drunk and they're horny, uh, particularly in the bar, right? That's what that's what Spielberg is terrified of. You know what I mean? Is libidinous energy. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's such a little fucking nerd. I don't like Spielberg. <laughs> 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 I think, I know. Do you have to put an allegedly in front of that? That's no, slander. <laughs> He can take it. He can. He can. Well, not, and he's bad of. I don't like yeah. him. Man, if this podcast makes it to Spielberg, that's a whole other thing. Well, sorry, Steve. I think Steve. Now, unless anyone, oh, Stevie boy. Um, unless uh, unless we've got anything else to discuss, I believe we've got a sponsor yes. for this week. No, no, really. Did you actually manage to get another sponsor? Yep. Yeah. No. Look. Um. You know. We haven't even put an episode out, and they are flocking. That's flocking. crazy. I do. It's great. Who's Mike's dad is a very kind man. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yep. I know you put the feelers out there for sponsors. I, yeah, didn't, I well, wasn't expecting look, to get another you know, one on the hook. You know, but. I'm pretty hot on the social the social meds. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Kane. Yes. Well, this episode is brought to you by PyramidSource.com. Why should ancient civilizations have all the fun? Us regular 20th century Joes have been kept from erecting gigantic monoliths based on the triangular structure. Geometry Monthly is called. The horniest way to make three-dimensional quadrilateral shapes. Boy, oh boy, we're creaming our jeans just thinking about four of them three-sided boys converging to one sexy, steamy point. PyramidSource.com has pyramids for all budgets. From a mysterious keychain-sized pyramid that glows with magical Mesoamerican power, frightening all animals within a 10-meter radius, to 10-story obsidian monuments to dread eldritch horrors that would HP that HP Lovecraft would HP Hatecraft because he couldn't HP think these up in the first place. You can have it all at PyramidSource.com. PyramidSource.com is offering Deja Review listeners 50% off their first Egyptian-style pyramid with discount code Deja. If you even think about buying an Indonesian step pyramid with this discount, you just bought yourself a visit from some mummy assassins, Ramses. Once again, <laughs> that's discount code Deja at PyramidSource.com. PyramidSource.com. What do you even keep in those things? Can you live in them? That's not our business. Just buy a pyramid, you creep. <laughs> thank you very much to PyramidSource. PyramidSource.com. Yeah, thank you very much um, me, for filling amazing. our coffers once again. <laughs> So as this uh, episode is coming out uh, around the holiday Christmas time, um, uh, hence why we chose Gremlins, um, it's a very Christmassy movie, um, which apparently came out in the summer. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny thing. They they planned on it being uh, a big Christmas release, but then held onto it for another six months uh, and released it as their their summer tentpole picture up against Temple of Doom, which was also a Spielberg Right. So that's when Which Spielberg was also was a very festive film. 
Yeah. It's a very festive film. <laughs> very dark, PG. Yeah, well, I mean, it's number two on the list of... <laughs> do you know what my favorite Christmas movie is after Die Hard? Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's actually a Christmas love actually. movie. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Love yeah, Actually is actually a holiday movie. Yeah, I know. It's a holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't uh, really play the- into it very much, does it? I mean, what, but what was the deal with Phoebe? I, I thought that Phoebe Kate's disavowal of Christmas was, was a weird character note that didn't play... And no Do one who disavows Christmas they wears that out. Fe- she wears some pretty festive jumpers for someone who's disavowing Christmas yeah. as well. Definitely, definitely. They wanted to just completely can that whole thing. So Spielberg and the studio were both wanting to just just crush that scene and get rid of it because it was too dark. But uh, Joe Dante thought that it was uh, a good mirror to the film itself. So that uh, her little monologue was meant to you know, stand for what the film was all about. But I still don't see it. I. Th- found that whole monologue being quite disconnected from the rest of the film and it's kind of her dark little thing you know the, the scene where she's talking about and the, my dad got stuck in the chimney and he fell down broke his legs and they found him days later cool just get back to the gremlins i was just reading about it the other night and it didn't really go into too much detail but um i think spielberg and the studio were probably right in just scrapping that scene i don't know maybe they were, they were trying to humanize her give her a bit more to say um but mm. i think it was a real launch point for zach galligan's uh, acting mm. as well he really uh, responded deeply and to the that. 85 like, b movies oh, that he did after this oh that's what what, <laughs> what 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 are his big credits apart from uh, his... it's gremlins yeah and, and then gremlins too. i think he did, he did um, gremlins too yep gremlins too yep uh and then Warlock it's just two i think yeah Warlock he's two. in a lot of shite start in Warlock. Uh, it's oh, English I think guy. it's the guy. Is it one of the guys from from Die Hard? I could be completely wrong, but is it one of the 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 Aryan dudes? Yeah, with the the with the blonde hair. Oh, who is? Uh, yeah, look him up because I read a whole article about him, and he is a piece of shit, a human <laughs> being. He is a horrible, horrible human being. Really, allegedly. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, this no? is no. This is this is yeah, uh, Julian Sands. Yeah, oh, yeah, Julian Sands. Sands. Is That's it Julian dude. Sands? That's the dude. Yep. Is it Julian Sands? Not Vigo the Carpathian. No, 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 no. Not Vigo no, no. the Carpathian. Ah, so Vigo the Carpathian he, is Vigo a the piece Carpathian of shit. From Ghostbusters Two. Yep. is a massive piece of shit. He's yep. like. Uh, just horrible. Oh, he's oh, a rapist and a, yeah, and a yeah. Oh, yeah. basically he's tortured people and yep. what? he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. he he's was a, real piece a of nasty shit. piece of work and then just got his face uh, into some form of uh, uh, casting yeah. school. So he was in and Die Hard and Ghostbusters too. So and then went back to raping and <laughs> raping yeah, and pillaging. He was a horrible individual. Holy anyway. Wall- Very festive. And Warlock, Warlock was one of those VHSs I always passed at the rental store, and I was just terrified of the yeah, cover. Yeah, totally. He's, he, yeah, it's a good film. Bad. Never saw it. Anyway. Um, well, I think that's a wrap for uh, for this episode. Um, it, has been, it has been a joy. Um, Can we tease what we're doing next? Well, uh, so... We actually let our guest choose the uh, the next episode. Um, Stanislava, can you uh, inform us of the film that we're watching next? I mean, I pitched you guys some really great stuff. I pitched you some queer like cinema classics, some Nigerian like 
emerging music scene gems. You guys chose Triple X Three: The Return of Xander Cage. Yep. Well, I think look. it's a gross exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Vin with well, you. Well, until oh until next time, uh, I've been Mike Kantz. I've been Kane Daniel uh, at Kane Daniel on Twitter. Got to get that. In. Uh, I am uh, Seth Godfrey. <laughs> and I'm Mike's idiot friend, Stan. <laughs> Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Hello.